Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast, of course, brought to you by our friends at High Noon. Uh, We have the High Noon happy hour. We are doing 17 of these this year, uh, starting off, kicking off the most, uh, you know, the the biggest weeks in golf. Solly here. DJ Pie is here. Hello, Pie Man. Hello, guys. Happy New Year. Great to be back with you. Uh, Can't wait to get started. One of my favorite weeks of the year. I love Kapalua. TC is here. Hello, TC. Hello, Solly. Can we get to these ads already? We need, we got we need more lot. ads. We got a lot to get to. A lot of ads to get to here, TC. Big Randy is even here for a men's golf preview podcast. What's up, Big Randy? Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, those ads got to cover my $10 million production fee, talent <laughs> 10, fee. Whatever. We'll get there. 10, 000, nice yeah. to be here. Yeah. Uh, again, we want to, we want to send a big thank you to high noon. They were kind of, they were the, uh, the title sponsor of all these live shows last year. And we had such a great time with them that a lot of people were heavily engaged with them. We had a great time doing them. Uh, we are doing them all over again. Plus these happy hour shows, a lot of stuff happens in these big weeks, uh, leading up into Wednesday. And we always felt like we were kind of behind, uh, once we started the show on Thursday. So we're going to, this is, this episode is going to be a combined season preview, uh, with the kind of happy hour show for this week's century. So this one's going to be a lot longer, uh, than the other ones, which means a lot more ads, uh, of course. Uh, but uh, you can expect these to be 30 to 45 minutes uh, later on. Of course, High Noon is made with real spirits and real juice, unlike other seltzers that are made with malt. You can try High Noon Vodka Seltzer and Tequila Seltzer, available in over 20 flavors with something for everyone. You can look for High Noon on Drizzly at your local convenience or liquor store or visit highnoonspirits.com to find it near you. And this is... Late breaking news across the wire. Uh, thanks to the subtlety of all of the uh, product placement and the ads that we do put in the show, uh, we have another ad to run here, uh, which is, yeah. you all know, Roback. Best fit, best feel, fresh off new restocks of our favorite polos, hoodies, and Q-zips. Trust us when we say there isn't better gear while you're playing golf or if you're just out and about. The fit, the feel, the quality, it is all perfect. We're going to be, uh, Roback is also stepping up for all of these uh, happy hour shows uh, this year and has been an incredible supporter of our content uh over i gotta say i had this this fleece quarter zip on all day we already did a podcast today tc (laughs) liked it so much he went went to the closet make me look like an idiot so that's why we're matching i Uh, had i I had a roback send it to me wear it every day i said dj's got that on Airdrop that to me right it's today. They same day today. delivery. Roback, Roback is fresh off a restock of their performance polos. The, the material is moisture wicking, has great stretch. Uh, this is not a bit, by the way. We are going to finish this, this ad read all the way through. Uh, they fit so much better than those old boxy polos used to. Uh, you already know about the performance hoodies. I don't need to tell you about the performance hoodies. Big Randy's got one on uh, right now. I wear way too many Roback hoodies, so I mixed it up a little bit today. I've got the performance Q-zip on. I absolutely love these. They just sent some great, great new ones over. Uh, and I'm excited to wear them. It's just, it's a little bit Florida cold this past week. Uh, if you haven't already, it's time to load up on some Roback for both yourself and for others. Use code NLU at Roback.com for generous 20% off your first order through the end of this week. That's R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. That's 20% off bottoms, Q-zips, hoodies, and more with code NLU. Get ready for the golf season with 
Roback. You know what? People like all the ads. I'm going to do another oh, ad. I'm going to give a house ad. Oh, shit. He's doing ad. it. This is he an ad for the Trap Draw podcast. We just recorded Everybody's been asking. They've been in the mentions about the goals podcast. We just recorded it. Randy, is it going to be up tomorrow? Uh, it depends on how quickly our little editing elves work. So either later tonight or definitely tomorrow morning. Um, should be no matter where you are tomorrow that's morning. Brought so. to you by the No Laying It Up Trap Draw Podcast. <laughs> Please give those guys a, a shout there. Give them a chance to earn your business. A spoiler in the comments here that just came through. It's calling uh, 2024 is the year of ads, uh, of course. Uh, which it, mm. listen, if you if you're unfamiliar with this with this bit that we've got going so far. Woke up to a 12, 10 a.m. tweet from uh, Brandel, just absolutely firing shots at uh, some dumb, drunken tweet shots. I made on New Year's Explosives. Day. Uh, I, I don't even, do you want me to read the whole thing? Do we want to do the whole thing or do we just want to laugh yeah, about this? Just read it. Okay. Just read it. Uh, I, I sent a tweet out during when the, the, the uh, commercial apocalypse that was the college football uh, semifinals. I said the PJ Tour seeing college, college football somehow increase their commercial inventory despite their product dying. Do I wish I'd use different words? Of course, uh, I would say a product in turmoil more so than dying, as was pointed out to me by many people. But uh, anyway, it seems like if if there's a group that maybe isn't going to grasp the subtlety of uh, the nuance of the conversation, it might be college football. I don't swim in those waters very much, but the people My seem huskies. to be they seem to be loud and they seem to be fucking pissed off all the time. Well, Brandel waited a day and a half uh, to to reply to this. He said, this is funny. Uh, you know, I watched your Lee Trevino, Trevino interview. He was great as always. And I was humored by the fact that you ran a commercial in the middle of it. Might that be because you incurred costs in doing the interview? And like any business, you are in business to make money. Now imagine paying almost a billion dollars for something annually and needing to spend almost a million dollars to produce it live every week. Is it as, as egregious as you running a two-minute commercial in the middle of the Lee Trevino interview for NBC and Golf Channel to run commercials to pay for the outlay of those costs to produce a live show every single week of several tours. At the very least, I think they are analogous. Is that how you say that word, TC? It is. Okay. Why are you asking me? You know the word. You're the word You're guy. You're a wordsmith. Yeah. You take a lot of pride in that. No, no one has better words than you, TC. <laughs> you have the most beautiful words. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I took to social media to reply to Mr. Chambly's question uh, that he posed, uh, and uh, people seem to be to be a fan of the reply, uh, and it has kicked off quite a uh, quite a day uh, of on the on the on the X app, if you will, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, I I can't believe I I have been getting texts all day about this dispute. I keep like thinking that <laughs> other stuff has happened, or it's just been one tweet, right? As far as I as far as I know of, but God, it's just uh, people were starved for a, a feud. Things have been yeah. too harmonious in TC's year of less beef. Solly responded, nailing his his twelve theses <laughs> to Brandel's door. <laughs> I mean, I I am actually more of a Brandel fan than probably uh, than probably a lot of people out there. I have Brandel I, rules. I'm a, I want to I want to be on that. Well, yeah, most I'm of the time, I'm a big Brandel guy. guy, except for when he's talking about rollback or this. Like this is this it's was a so bad. Such yeah. a bad take. Punching down, Brandel. Come on. And then he kept and then he kept punching down and punching down more. Like like in you the, know, KVV yeah. replied and, and Brandel starts talking. He's just making all sorts of bad faith arguments and, and illogical things. It's like, Randy, you said it earlier. Randall, you read way too many of the Greeks uh, and the the you know Roman philosophers to be engaging in, in this level of, of illogical thinking. Yeah. Has he not? Has he not read Plato? I wasn't that his whole deal. He's he's reading all the masters. 
It is not hanging out. Definitely hanging in the cave last night. Seemed like <laughs> to, to this moment, it has not been replied to. Um, I did think it was a bit egregious to compare 18 minutes of commercials to our uh, two minutes of commercials per 60 minutes, which is our our overall policy. Uh, and and the quality of the content, aside from the 18 minutes of commercials, like that's the other thing here. Like we're not just talking about the commercials, Brandel. It's a big like one or zero thing, right? Like not everything's one or zero. Like Sally, you mentioned it in your reply. Do we think there should be no commercials? Do we think there should be no <laughs> offset of costs? No, of course that's not what we think. Just like, do we think things have gotten so far out of whack for the last 10 years that we've, you know, I think tried to illustrate that point a number of times on this here podcast. Uh, yeah, I think that's maybe where some of the shades of gray lie. So if it's, anyway. if it's so unprofitable then stop bidding on the fucking contract <laughs> that's where i'm at that's what was yeah. amazing it seemed like one big tacit admission of like oh we we have paid way too much money <laughs> the the production costs are way too much so you know what we're gonna we're gonna take it out on the viewers we're gonna it's, ruin it's it the view- yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the viewers that are gonna have to pay for this it's anytime this conversation comes about, people involved in the industry in any way, whether you're at the tour, whether you're at CBS, whether you're at NBC, whether you're at Golf Channel, whether you're at Comcast, whether you're what a, a, a tour player, whatever it is, can't accept the fact that like, yo, we don't care whose fault this is. We don't care. Like, we do not. We're not. Yeah, we're like expressing anger at you. Do I think you've done a good job in your part of this NBC Golf Channel? Of course not. PJ Tour, have you done a good job in relation to this? Absolutely not. Of course like, not. We're, we're not shitting on CBS every week, though. Because right? they like, they got off yeah. their ass and fixed some things, right? And took a little pride in their product. And it's all just to say, like, yo, this is not like the purse is going up. Like, DJ, you've been screaming about this for how many years? Purse is going up. Like, something had to break, right? And golf broke. And it is just, it's amazing that into 2024, again, we were screaming about this eight, nine years ago now at this point, that still nothing's changed and somehow getting worse. And like Brandel trying to apologize for it is just, it is the wrong block to be on and making a horrible faith argument uh, about comparing our commercial load to, to PJ tours was also estimating that it costs us $10,000 to produce the Trevino episode. Like, yo, we put this shit together ourselves, man. We don't, we don't spend $10,000 producing every episode. Golly, that was, that was a big uh, Lucille Bluth. Like it's just one banana, Michael. What could it cost? Ten dollars? <laughs> <laughs> it's just what you know. It's just one podcast. <laughs> oh God, we're so fucking back, guys. We're uh, so back. It's been we haven't been able to bitch about commercials for years. We've been dick riding so hard. We're so, we're so back. <laughs> somebody <laughs> somebody tweeted at me yesterday, and he said he, he spelled it out dick writing. Like, like, <laughs> W-R-I-T. Like from Superbad? Yeah. And I'm like, no, man, it's Dick riding. <laughs> riding the day. Not, not writing. It's not like uh, Summer Heights High and we're writing dicks everywhere. <laughs> I got to put this one up from Dennis Patterson. Sensory Blitzkrieg of bad faith arguments. Uh, of course, shout out to, to Brandel for inventing. Uh, listen, I, I would love a discussion of Brandel on the pod. Uh, a lot of people are asking that, especially Brady H34920667. That might be his phone number. Uh, ask that as well. Will Brandel come on the pod in 2024? Brandel's not re- returned my last text message about uh, something we disagreed about, which was I'd love to talk to some distance stuff with you. And uh, he did not return that message. So he, he took to social media to, to fire a shot. Uh, hey, you, you, you come at the king, you best not miss. That's all I can say uh, because I, I believe I believe it's a knockout punch because we did not have not received a reply. Which, again, I want to leave you with Brandel rules. Keep going, Brandel. Even when this <laughs> stuff is directed Please at us, it is, it is necessary. And we, we need you to, to – 
fill that void because not a lot of other people, nobody else is doing that out there. And we need, we need that be a contract going. year for him. <laughs> you know? It's a prove it year. <laughs> yeah, he must have just set some goals for the year of like uh, starting some beefs. More beef. Well, we were talking about this on the goals pod is like if, if somebody wanted to catch up to like our years, they might need to start at year one. So they start with the Yotto and then the next year is the year of rejoicing. So he might be in like the year of the Gottening right now. And we have no idea what he, I mean, in front of him, he's got the year of the process. He's got prime. He's got a lot like, you can't or, do it. All Brian week. Roberts just, just weaponized him and said, Hey, you got to get these guys. You got to <laughs> first, you, first you go at Solly next you're going at TC. Cause we know for a fact that that stuff got back to him and he's not happy about being called called to the carpet uh during the Ryder cup so tc docs how many clubs he's a member of yeah i'll do it again oh all right we got a lot to cover beyond this uh today uh we country music sensation eric cole wins rookie of the year i know tc was especially ecstatic about this one we're big awards guys here so uh you guys mean massive volume shooter right 37 starts are you serious? It's, like it's, I got nothing against Eric Cole. He's he had a tremendous year. He's like the model loves mule. Eric Cole more than TC. Yeah, exactly. he's like TC's the, been he, listening to him forever. <laughs> His yeah, first album yeah. was the best. Yeah, he was at the Blue Jay listening room a couple of years ago. <laughs> uh, no, it's you know, it's like I got no issues with Eric Cole. That's not my issue. This was cl- he's clearly the 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 you know model mule out there that they've that they want to hold up and say, Hey, you can play your way into all this stuff. This is just the rest of the mules acting up and saying, you know what? We're going to vote for one of our own. And that's that. And, you know, like Ludwig by almost every possible metric had a better year than him in like half the starts. People, people vote for the guy they want to have a beer with TC, you know, that's country music <laughs> sensation, Eric Cole. Well, maybe not. Maybe Eric not Cole play, plays in Peoria. You know, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Eric Cole seems like he's would... just not going to win the general, man. It's just, it's just not possible. I think this is think... A, a a a rejection of Ludwig going down and playing with the mules and beating their brains in. Like, dude, this, this guy's not supposed to be down at the RSM with us. What are you doing down here, man? You shoot like forty five under par. You're the third favorite this week at the Century. What are you doing down here at the RSM? I did think it was cool. Uh, Eric Cole's mother won the 1973 LPGA Rookie of the Year. That's why we brought you on tonight, Randy. That is cool. That's, you know, that was 50 years ago. Yeah. How about that? Laura Baugh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Baugh with the Baugh. (laughs) Baugh with the Baugh. (laughs) I think the fucking pit. I think it is worth noting, like a lot of again how the voting works for this stuff. I assume I, I really don't follow the details of this closely, but like the tour players vote for this, right? Again, if you want to look at how the tour has been run, like again, it has been uh, held hostage by the mules for a long, long time. So there's more mules than there are superstars out there, and everyone carries a vote. I assume we also don't know how many people. Vote. We don't know what the voter turnout was. <laughs> we don't know how. Like we don't know. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, know. you know, I did some polling. I did some some uh, straw polls outside of the some exit of the, polls. Some of the yeah, some of the uh, you know uh, voter precincts and everything like that. And and uh, they held this vote a long time ago. They've been sitting on this news for like a month. So I've had a lot of time to kind of internalize it. And, December and one through fifteen officially is when the voting period was. So yeah, yeah. So it's you know they were scared to release the the. The uh, results because they knew it was going to be unpopular. And, and Scotty wins, you know, over John Rom, which is a whole other, whole other situation. 
for player of the year, that is not rookie of the year. Do we think that? TC. Do you think if he didn't go to live, he would have won? Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it's close. It is close. Four no times what. in the Masters. What are the like? What are the the stats? What does it look like? What's the tail so of the tape? Four times in the Masters uh, for Rom. Rom four times in like ten starts. Scheffler won three times um, and had more top fives, more top tens, more top twenty fives, and got him by about a half shot per round in strokes gain. So it's it's kind of a, a like Mike Scotty, Trout yeah, yeah. situation uh, with yeah. with war. Scotty won on, on war metric, but you're not trading Scotty season for Rom season, I think. So it depends on how you vote. Well yeah, I think that's well said. I don't feel strongly about it. I think it. I'm kind of a data nerd, it's so it's weird. like, yeah, I, I never feel that. Player of the year, rookie of the year, I, this stuff always feels like it kind of washes over you me. Play for, for the, individual titles already, right? This right. isn't like a team sport where you're, you're honoring like an individual in it. So the only think, thing that matters to me is the Varden Trophy. That's who, it. Who won that? I have no idea. Probably Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> TC, were you calling your some of your friends at, at inside the moat and Ponte Vedra saying we need to find more votes for for Ludwig? Well, I was just I was texting with a I couple guys and I said, hey, you got to get your mules under control. I, I heard they got told David a little bit ago, and I said, hey, what's the deal? Get rally the mules, whip the mules. I'm hearing they got <laughs> conference rooms full of uncounted ballots in the uh, in, in the moat. Exactly. So they don't have the staff to get through all the votes. Um, all right, we got a lot more stuff to do. We did this last year on the pod. We, we're going to revisit some 2023 predictions a little bit later. We're going to make some predictions for 2024. We're going to talk a little bit of Century as well. Talk some Rory interview quotes uh, that came out today as well. But we did this on last year's preview pod. Uh, we did our own, invent your own uh, superlatives. Uh, we we kind of, uh, you know, we did some superlatives at the end of last year uh, on the one of the recap pods looking back on it. But that was specific categories that were signed. This is like, hey, Make your own category. It can be whatever it want. We had some fun with this last year. I asked everyone to come up between five to ten of your own, and we're going to go around the horn uh, and get to them. So, DJ, I'm going to kick it off to you first. 2023, uh, what's your what's your top superlative award you're giving away? Yeah, I was. I'm going to start with this one. Uh, thank you, Cody. This is the uh, this can't be real award. There was a lot of just like very, uh, just yeah, surreal. I don't know how else to say it. Moments that are are just like felt like a simulation it felt like uh just out of body experiences and so i honestly i just to kick things off i didn't even pick a winner i would love to to put this one up for a vote uh to you guys i have three nominees uh and i'm happy to make the case for each of these um these are in no particular order although i guess they're kind of in order uh, by date but uh number one uh tiger woods notoriously private uh, notoriously, I would say unfun, uh, notoriously, like not a guy that's going to laugh at himself, uh, not oh, a guy that's going to seek out, Jesus. you're getting this canceled uh, on the very first one, not a guy that's going to seek out a lot of like controversy, literally handing Justin Thomas a tampon during a, a <laughs> professional <laughs> golf tournament with 600 cameras around. I, this was like, did that like, fuck, did that happen? <laughs> I totally forgot about that. So that. that was so weird. And we don't have to get into, you know, how you felt about it or anything. That was just a real, like, whoa. Huh, I can't believe that happened. Uh, that's one. Two. In the midst of one of the most thermonuclear runs of hysteria, hyperbole, uh, just one of the biggest fever pitches of the season, Michael Block makes an ace on the, on the 15th ball. At Oak Hill, uh, just truly, I can't like to quote him. Did it go in? 
I just can't <laughs> believe. No. Still, no. no, I cannot believe no. that, that <laughs> Come on. happened. Uh, and then the third nominee, final nominee, is simply just the June sixth merger. I remember I was getting a coffee. I was at our visiting our friends at Stone Creek. Got a notification on my phone. Uh, PGA Tour and Live decide to merge, uh, <laughs> and came home and flipped on my TV, and this is what I saw. Uh, again, can't be real. Um, so, Randy, I'll, I'll guess I'll, I'll get your vote first. We've got three of you guys, so no ties here, unless I guess you pick each one. Then I'll be the tiebreaker. What are, you, what are you voting for here? I think in the true spirit of the award, I think it's Tiger. I, I think yeah. it's Tiger and, and the tampon gate. I'll, I'll, Tron? I'll, I'll ride with that. Sorry. To cut I'm in. going oh, with yeah. the events of June 6th. <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously, you're sitting in a certified B corporation there at Stone Creek. Of course. Live, PIF, that's not, they're not a certified B corporation. Uh, I, 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 I thought it was like April 1st or something. I was like, this is wild. This yeah. is, this beggars belief. That's that's where my head goes as well. But I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to defer to you guys on the the Tiger thing. I think when we look back at it in 20 years, like we're going to talk so much more about the merger and obviously Blocky. I'm sure will have massive staying power. But I think in 20 years when we like look back at like I, I was looking at Porter's Normal Sport three a lot for a lot of like going back through a lot of this stuff. I think the Tiger thing is going to be the one that I look back on. It's just like, whoa, yeah, right. That was fucking weird. <laughs> I was going to say, I've spent time trying to process June 6th, and I've not, like, I've not thought about the Tiger thing since you, uh, since it happened. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's my first one. Uh, Randy, you want to go next? Uh, yeah, sure. Cody, I know you're listening. Is, is there a particular order you want me to, to go in here for any of mine? Uh, I actually have them set up. Greetings. Hello. Hello. Everybody. And I want to give a shout out. We're, we're actually on Instagram live too. First hey. time we're pushing the feed over there. So I want to give a shout out to everybody over on Instagram. But uh, I had them in order as you all sent it. So if okay. DJ wants to go through his complete order, that would work best. And sure. then okay. Randy, then Solly, then TC. All right. The Tiger got sued too. That was, that was kind of wild. And the, well, it the, dropped. Yeah. That yeah. does kind of sort of factors into my next one tc thank you for okay. the setup this is uh solly randy i know we've been talking a lot of baseball uh i'm gonna call this the first half all-star and the reason that i mm. am going with that is this is a conversation i have with our our mutual friend dom catronio a lot you know 162 games they give away the all-star awards after you know however many 60 70 games you don't really get a lot of credit for that second half, right? So you get a lot of these, you know, a lot of fluffers that make the all-star game and you just don't really hear much from them. Can I guess? The second, ha second half of the season. So the point of this is the, the first half of the year all-star. Guy that we heard a lot from put up big-ass numbers in the first half of the year. and We just he was nowhere to be found. Left his team just begging in the second half. Taylor Montgomery. No, that's a great... He, he was also receiving votes, okay. uh, but his numbers were dwarfed dwarfed by the war put up by one larry clayman uh, everywhere everywhere in the first half he's suing everybody he's in every conversation just raking raking in the first half uh and then second half is just kind of nowhere to be found just vacates his position he gets you know the 750 million dollar media lawsuit uh gets shot down for the second time uh, it was dismissed. I believe I, I found this note. Uh, Judge Timothy Corrigan uh, said some of the comments that they're claiming as abuse included, quote, uh, are statements of included, quote, 
are statements of fact, the truth of which cannot be challenged, which was just <laughs> basically people shitting on Patrick Reed, uh, which I, I really liked that one. So Larry Clayman is my my first half all-star. Uh, I'll quickly run through my others. Uh, most underrated tournament of the year. Just one I, I would love a do-over on this because I did not get to fully experience it. Um, I didn't get to experience it fully, I feel like. Uh, and that's the Dubai Desert Classic. Hmm. which was up against the farmers. This was the week, speaking of Larry Clayman, with the Reed and Rory dust up. Remember this? R Reed flicked a T at Rory and then said, if he wants to act like a child, I'll treat him like a child. And then Rory <laughs> beat him by one uh, on, the, on the final hole, like a 20-foot birdie, like curling birdie putt to win by one in like a Monday finish. That was that tournament should have been a bigger deal. That was, that was uh, one we're going to look back that was kind of lost to history. But I think Max won farmers that week and so it's kind of overshadowed uh by the way i just looked up we have not heard from used golf facts since april like late april i think april 23rd ish which i think tracks right they, they usually go dark for long long periods i think there was a talk i think there was a talking to oh, i hate that yeah that sucks uh okay this is the next one uh not like hyperbole just like how did this actually happen like please someone like investigate someone make a documentary Me uh, not, not get sued by Larry like, what, like what happened is <laughs> sure that like that's that's funny and crazy but like how did this actually happen and that's fake scott stallings getting a master's invite <laughs> <laughs> this this dude who lives in saint simon's i tried to investigate it as much as i could best i could find he lives in a condo next to one of the like sea island agencies uh that i guess scott like used to maybe work with or something and so i don't know if like they were sending the invite to that agency and then they put it in this dude's mailbox instead. But just the Island Mafia, man, truly work in mysterious ways, hilarious, jarring situation. I believe like, uh, you know, Porter put that in his like in his normal sport thing. Like, just imagine this happening in another sport like Kyle, like another Kyle Tucker, like getting an invite to <laughs> spring training or something. <laughs> truly hilarious. Um I think I got two more. This one is the uh, the This Says So Much Award. Anybody know this one? Uh, this says so much, in quotes. I'm, re I'm ready for it. No. This one goes to Ian Poulter, uh, who tweeted on his birthday in a real Michael Scott, happy birthday, I thought we had the same birthday uh, situation. Tweeted... Uh, at Ryder Cup Europe posted a video of Francesco Molinari uh, that said, like, incredible touch was, like, the only thing. It was, like, a chipping video. And Poulter responds, what's really a, quote, incredible touch is the players that helped build the Ryder Cup Europe brand with other players as well. You just can't bring yourself to say a simple happy birthday. Sergio <laughs> Garcia's birthday yesterday. Unfortunately, this says so much. <laughs> and I couldn't agree more. This was Poulter getting mad about uh, does say the so European much. tour not wishing him a happy 47th birthday. Uh, just Randy, as a huge birthday guy, did you find yourself in solidarity with this? Is this how you feel when people don't wish you birthdays? Uh, yeah, it's... I, I think he, Ian captured it perfectly, and I'm glad you picked up on that. Like, it says a lot. Who's wishing you happy birthday on your birthday? And, right? of course, uh, of course Cody, Cody, thank you. The uh, This was up, like, 15 minutes after <laughs> after the tweet, which was Live Golf. Uh, then join join us in wishing Pulse a happy birthday. Uh, With the Majestics logo there, too. Exactly. 
Uh, last one for me. Sorry to to do all these in order, um, but this was the uh, the Bill McAtee really award uh, for my favorite, most unbelievable quote. Uh, that goes to Rory McIlroy uh, for saying that he might play an MLR ball even outside the majors if uh, really if. <laughs> If things go through, I, yeah, I might just play the limited flight ball all the time just to get me ready for the majors. It was like a true, just really, wow. Okay. okay. I love it. Uh, that's what I, that's what I got. Sorry. Ho- hopefully I didn't, I didn't pee on too many of them there. Oh, potentially Cody. What's, uh, what, what's the best order for you graphics wise for who goes next? Does it matter? Mr. Big. All right. Send it on over big. What oh, do you got? Oh boy. I didn't get to do this last year. So uh, to give you guys a peek behind the curtain, late last night I, I texted DJ and I said, "Hey DJ, I'm I'm really struggling with these superlatives. Like, are are we taking generic high school yearbook superlatives and like fitting guys to those, or are we, you know, creating our own uh, for a situation or person?" And so he set me straight. So I got six of them. The first being the Steely Dan, "How the hell is this a thing?" Award. Uh, most folks, you know know that steely dan is awful i'm not sure they have one (laughs) listenable song um you know you'll find people here and there try to insist that oh no steely dan they're great they actually you don't get it you know they're they're so advanced and it's just a great thing that they're doing they'll offer all sorts of like concrete (laughs) evidence and then randy will be like (laughs) i'll be like well but how come I've never heard a single song of theirs that I like? Anyway, it sounds like Steely Dan doesn't pass the ear test. It's this is it's your time, Big. We can <laughs> we can take this offline with anyone who's well. I, I'm giving this further I, in good I, faith. I, I thought this is an imperfect encapsulation of last May and and the and the aftermath of just the whole blocky thing, all of it. <laughs> just <laughs> you were so early on that block. You were, from dude. From the I very start. It just was like, wait, wait a second. Is anybody actually listening to, to what's going on? It, I, I just don't get it. Uh, I've continued to not get it. I, I, you know, he's he's still getting invites around the globe to to come play and and thrill and delight people. And I just I've never understood any really? of it. We're talking about a guy who finished outside the top ten, uh, has played numerous numerous PGA Tour events over over his career. Um, what was the peak Sablocky. of the mania for you? The peak of the mania was the sh- the the when when Amanda Balionis just breathlessly telling us that Michael Block had indeed won the 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 Chase Sapphire <laughs> shot of the day. Like that was it was unbelievable. What an unbelievable moment to be alive. One of the great up and downs of all time on the 72nd hole as well. That might have been that might have been the peak. <laughs> I thought the Raising Cane's drive-through was as good as it got. <laughs> or remember the photo of the kid when he was, when the kid was crying. <laughs> Guys, I don't think we've done po- enough justice to oh. the second hole that Blocky played at the Charles Schwab Challenge when he got a sponsor exemption to. How far over the second green he hit a ball? He had like 87 <laughs> yards in. And I'm not. I don't think he was less than 60 yards over the green. So sick, dude. He hit the equator of this golf ball from the middle of the fairway, and it went so far over the green, so far over the green. Even with the rough there to stop it, it's hard to describe how far over the green it went. People were calling for him to get a PJ Tour card, like a full card. So I remember the siege party and Blocky just being at the end of the funnel, like, oh, here it comes, so far away. 
that Charles Schwab, there was so much money on him bet to make the cut. It was incredible. It was truly, truly incredible. So anyway, that uh, was that's my first superlative. Uh, the next one, the uh, the 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 thank God Tommy Fleetwood exists award. Oh and, no, um, where are you uh, going with this? Oh no. Guy? Well, you know, Tommy, Tommy's kind of turned into the guy that we look at who has all the talent in the world is, is a, is a great golfer, but just doesn't win. And, and you're just mm. left at the end of the, at the end of the day, at the end of the tournament, at the end of the year, being like, Tommy, you just, we just don't have anything to show for this. And so I think there's a guy that must every night hit his knees and pray to his God that Tommy Fleetwood exists. And that's his countryman, Tyrrell Hatton. Guys, Tyrrell Hatton has one PGA Tour victory. That was the 2020 Bay Hill Classic. This is a guy that finished seventh in strokes gain total last year on tour. Uh, he's made something like $21.5 million just on the PGA Tour. Jesus. He's made a boatload of cuts. He's got 32 top 10s, 15 top 5s, 3 runner-up, 5 third-place finishes. He's played on 3 Ryder Cup teams. And it's like, yo, he doesn't win. Like, Does anybody realize that? And so I, I wanted to recognize Tyrrell Hatton because I don't think he gets the recognition that he deserves. Um, because Tommy Fleetwood exists. You may have seen this big. big of you, Randy. How much money do you think Tyrrell Hatton made on the PGA Tour last year? Do you, if, if you saw it, you, you can't say, but Deidre or TC, you got to guess. Are we including FedEx bonus? Yeah. yeah, I assume whatever's in the season total thing on the... Like uh, six and a half million dollars. That's a great guess. He made $8.3 million last year Jesus. on the PGA Tour. That's wild, man. All right, next uh, next superlative. Randy, all I'll say there is... <laughs> yeah, Dizzy, I'll give you the last word. <laughs> he's won a bunch of big dick events over on the other side of the pond. Uh, sure. You know, we've, we've been over that ad nauseum, national opens, things of that nature. Of um, your guy, Phil Mickelson, didn't win his first major until he was 33 years old. Tommy turns 33 in two weeks. You know who else lived to be weeks. 33? <laughs> <laughs> PC, if you were if you were calling six majors over the next eighteen years for Tommy, I am here for that. I, I don't not, know if not I agree, it. but I'm here. I'm here for it. I, he's going to bank one at some point, and you guys are all going to apologize. To I, me. I, I <laughs> would also humbly nominate Randy for the "Thank God Tommy Fleetwood Exists" uh, award. Yeah, please, please. I, I would also nominate just the the concept of TC flying to uh, <laughs> Liverpool, which was like. Like thank God he exists because that happened. And it was one of the, one of the highlights of my year, and I you know I I was just sitting here watching it. So there's an other yeah. side of the coin for you there, TC. Well said, well said. <laughs> All right, uh, the next one we're 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 gonna get a little serious here. Oh. Uh, this is the the best win you may have missed award. Do, do any of you guys want to take a big, crack at big tone? Who was not big tone? Nick Taylor Nick winning the Quad Cities Open. Not Nick Taylor. This is good. This is a good award. Then mm. must have really missed it. So I just want to shout out Camilo Vijegas mm. for yeah, winning in Bermuda uh, in November. It's his first tour win since 2014. Went almost 10 years. Uh, he's 41 years old, and I think what makes this special very uh, talked about, publicized. Um, 
tragedy that he and his family went through. His daughter Mia passed away after a battle with cancer in 2020. And I think golf was something that as Camilo and he credits his wife uh, with telling him, you know, like you, you have to keep doing this it essentially was, uh, I don't want to be too heavy handed, but, but I think was, was a true escape and, and kept him going in the aftermath of just unimaginable tragedy. And so it even started broadcasting this year. This win really, really came out of nowhere for him. And, you know, he gets a master's invite. He gets a two-year exemption now. He, he gets all the spoils for winning on the PGA Tour. Um, but but just to kind of take a moment, because I know I missed it. I didn't appreciate it at the time and, and kind of reflecting on last year's tour season. I, I wanted to shout that one out. Good good on Camilo. He's That's great well in the booth, too. Good on you, Big. That's yeah. well done. Uh, also, like, shout out to having kind of an off-season as well. Yeah. Of, you know, like, it's nice to be able to sit here and, reflect on the things that happened over the last three months or so without having to you know feel like oh you know what all these events count the same yeah right totally yeah yeah uh tough timing you know if it was up to me i might not have done this one immediately following the one i just did but this is my death comes for us all award and guys it's it's time we have a conversation um you might remember four years ago we lost rory um Oh and God. that was, I, I just oh, want no. to point out, that was, you know, in his sixth season since winning a, a major title. And now we've had six full seasons where Jordan Spieth has not won a major title. Yeah. And guys, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I have put Jordan into hospice and he has four majors in 2024 in which to uh, cheat death. And so Jordan, if we don't get it done in 2024, we will be reading the official eulogy Um Wow. I can't believe it's been since 2017, the British Open, since you've won a major. Wow. Hard, hard to argue with that big. Yeah. I, I, I don't like it, but, you know, I think that's in the spirit of the award. He's totally. won like seven Masters, though. It's true. It's a long time ago, That's though. true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, okay, I have two more. Uh, this one's more of a feel-good. This is uh, the O Canada Award. Just wanted to shout out what I thought was maybe the shot of the year, certainly a couple contenders for moment of the year, and that is Nick Taylor winning the Canadian Open, draining a 72-foot putt in a playoff to, to beat Tommy Fleetwood. That's tough. <laughs> but two things. One, everybody knows Adam Hadwin in the aftermath, rushing onto the green, celebrate, champagne, gets absolutely form-tackled by a security guard. Uh, Deej, that that could have made your, you know, how did this happen absolutely. award. But also, I want to I call back uh, to Nance. You know, Nance made the, made the one of the best up-and-downs blocky call in May. I don't want it to be overlooked. Nance going with it in, in the direct aftermath of Nick Taylor. <laughs> making that put he just gives us a glorious and free call <laughs> and i've i've watched that video back like three or four times and i have no idea what he is talking about it seems so ill placed he just glorious and free and, and i'm just like what are we what were we talking about there i think I, it I'm comes from o canada i think that's in okay it's from the song yeah yeah okay, okay. God, all the well, that's awesome pissed at you again 
<laughs> and they're really awesome. not free. They're part of the Commonwealth, right? So they still oh, got. Oh God! <laughs> Should tease that thread out of the Trap Drop podcast. <laughs> so that was uh, that was the O Canada Award, and then my final one is uh, you guys know I'm a big Levitar guy, uh, specifically Stu Gotts. Stu Gotts is always calling for people to do it in the playoffs, do it when it matters. So my, the FedEx Cup playoffs. My Stu Gotts <laughs> Memorial. Uh, do it in the playoffs award. Really, it's do it in the majors award. Goes to our good friend Max Homa. Uh, he's he's too talented to not be contending more often in majors, and so I just want to impress upon him one more time. We did get the top ten at the British Open to close 2023. I thought that was a great step in the right direction. 2024, we're going to need some yellow on that Wikipedia page, and we're going to need you in contention at at least one of these majors, Mister How Mister Homa. It's great stuff, Big. Well prepared, Big. I'm Thank very you. impressed. Thank you. That was well done. Cody, who's next? This is me, it looks like. Uh I am I am up next. I I I kind of uh I struggle to come up with one for this. So I'm gonna throw five different ones out here for the uh I had the same feeling. Did that really happen award? I couldn't come up with a better name for it, but I'll just like as quickly as you can name it, can you two people shot sixty two in the US Open this year? Like off the top of your head, do you remember who those two people were? Ricky? Mm. That is one. Ooh. Xander? And Xander. That Xander. is correct. All yeah. right. So that didn't go how I thought it would go. Only, but, no, only reason I remember that is because I know KVV wrote something, or he was talking about how quickly the Ricky one got. got a, yeah. Bear, I shouldn't have remembered that. All-time scoring record of the U.S. Open fell, and nobody really batted an eye at this. Also in the same vein, for as much as we've heard about like distance being so incredibly important in the game from uh, anti-rollback naysayers, Rory broke the all-time driving distance record this year, and nobody ever said a word about it at any point, at any moment. He was the longest driver ever in the history of golf over one year, and nobody even cared for one second about that what that number actually was. There is no 61 home run n- number in golf. There is no distance number that matters in golf. I'm, I've been told the fans love the big drives, yeah. though. They love it. It's the big they go smash. nuts for them. Um, uh, Yasser playing the, uh, the the Dunhill under the pseudonym uh, Andrew Waterman uh, got, you know, maybe just play it. We could mention that every week, and I don't think that would yeah. get a proper amount of attention. Um the the tree that the multiple trees that fell at the Masters this year and somehow didn't hurt or kill anyone is still one of the great miracles of our time. It just goes from the uh, it becomes very quickly like well anyway because it didn't happen to hit anyone and they would have been like one of the biggest stories of the year if it obviously if it would have hurt or or killed well, someone. They checked all the trees. And that, of course, that they did some testing of the trees afterwards, uh, but it was too late because KV already got uh, destroyed. Uh, and then this was last, but uh, Shane Bacon made an ace in the Connecticut Mid-Am this year. And I don't think any of us ever talked about this, which like in, in the actual Mid-Am, for somebody that has chased an ace for that long, uh, that was, uh, did that really happen this year? Like in my review back of the year, I totally forgot that that happened. Yeah, um, the Masters was so dysfunctional this year. Oh, Crazy. so weird. So weird. Um, the sincere feel-good acknowledgement of the year award of... CBS, I feel like they, you know, we've been very complimentary of them in, in the last couple of years after many, many, many years of not being so complimentary. But I think they truly elevated their effort this year, like coming out with the mic'd up players uh, at the at the Farmers this year with Max. 
Like Frank Nabolo, I watched back some of the highlights from the Farmers as well. Like Nabolo went nuts when Max rolled in his birdie on the 16th hole at Farmers. And that was like one of the more entertaining events of the year just because of like the rebranding and the re-efforting of their product. I got a big, big shout out to Seller Shy uh, as well, who is, of course, the lead producer for CBS and has turned this into, amongst all this brand old discussion today, it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, we're kind of focused on one network here. It's because the other one has listened to a fair amount of criticism from golf fans and, and kind of gotten their, their stuff turned around. Is it perfect? No. Is the model broken still? Yes, of course. But just wanted to, a sincere, like, feel good, like, a positive in the in the in the category for 2023 yeah. uh, as to our friends at CBS and there's and I, there's good there's good uh, camaraderie between the team too like whether it's Frank or Ian Baker Finch or Trevor or uh, Dottie's I think Dottie's like turned into probably the best in the business as far as you know on the ground reporter um, it, it's it's awesome it's just like it goes to show you like hey we I think we have an open mind. For the most part, like we were absolutely clowning on these people five or six years ago. You know? And I, you mentioned Trevor. I know we shout him out a lot, but it seems like he's been in the booth for 10 years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's hard to or easy to forget that uh, this was his first year doing it. It was so. his first year. Uh, right. In, the, in that chair. He's, he's been on the broadcast, but he was the, the, yeah. the, the, the Faldo role, the lead color. Even that. that. It feels, yeah. It feels like he's been there for two or three at least yeah. in yeah. the main chair. Um, next up the, uh, I, I couldn't decide between naming this, uh, you know, uh, this is a, you own the bank situation or the, I can't pull over any farther situation. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned the Dubai event, uh, earlier DJ about Patrick Reed losing by one totally glanced past the fact that he cheated again. Um, or allegedly, excuse allegedly, me, allegedly, 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 oh my God, allegedly, oh my God, allegedly, Clayman, allegedly, allegedly, he, uh, video replays. This is another big one to shout out Brandle on. <laughs> yes. Uh, video replays showed his ball flying into a separate tree than the one he quote identified his ball in, uh, and, 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 uh, took an unplayable drop underneath the tree, uh, saving, having to go back from the tee, uh, which again, uh, similar to the, uh, the ball bouncing on the ball that plugged, we saw the replay and we know it is literally impossible that he identified his ball correctly in that situation. And, uh, with not, threw the that, volunteers under the bus. that did not get talked about past that week because, uh, we don't see him very often anymore, but, uh, truly, truly then, just can't dig much farther. If, uh, if I got, I can't recommend enough people go to seek out that Brandle golf central clip where he basically goes through like JFK style, like all the things that would have had to happen for the ball to end up in that tree. It is so fucking funny. And uh, again, Randall, keep going, man. Keep going. I, I know we caught it a stray today, but that's all right. Keep, keep doing it. Now, you know what? These that wasn't a stray. That was well, like, hey, hey, Brandon, you you wandered in the wrong neighborhood here, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure, sure, sure. Um, shot of the year. Uh, I think we did this on the most recent uh, pod, Deej, and I, I think I maybe have changed my answer from this just because uh, this is a co a, a co award uh, for Big Shot Bob and Rory for their their shots into the seventy second hole at the Scottish Open uh, into the win specifically. Rory's shot with like the controlled two iron from the middle of the fairway back into the wind. The sound of that shot, the the, the many different angles the DP World Tour gave us over that one. That was uh, uh, leaves me yearning for a world where long irons are needed uh, for approach shots into the final hole. And hitting it really close is a shock and a really uh, exciting moment. So. Uh, next one, screen grab of the year. This one, uh, a quiet one. This was a long time ago. I'd forgotten this had happened as well, but got to give a shout out 
to our friends down at Live Mayakoba uh, for the screenshot in the hospitality of the just the the makeout session. There's the the the, fee, the two females making out uh, at the same time. Cody, I don't know if we have the image handy. I can I can get it uh, if, if we if we need to, but. Just a total shot to the hospitality uh, uh, booth, and two girls just start making out immediately on camera. And there's a dude like double fisting drinks behind him. That was that was the screen grab of the year. Um, Didn't know I would where say I would, I would say there was another live live screen grab of uh, Slugger and the other guy standing at the, so at the cocktail table at one of the live parties. <laughs> Like the most dystopian look on their face. Wasn't there a, to- a topless paddleboarder on one of the one of the West Coast broadcasts here? Maybe the Hawaii one. I can dig that out too. <laughs> just like a like a drone shot. It was like just a topless woman that was just like waving at the waving at the camera. It's really. Funny. I feel like we got a few. Uh, we we got a few. Like they put the they nested the playing through inside of a playing through <laughs> a couple times as well, which was sick. Um. Next up, we're sticking with Live Mayakoba in the next one for the uh, Carlton Banks Hail Mary of the Year Award, uh, which was, uh, if, if you're familiar with this from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, there's a, a famous uh, gif that goes around of Carlton throwing up a half-court shot and just <laughs> looking on very hopefully as it sails towards the basket and it almost rolls into the hallway. It's so far off. But I said Live Mayakoba drawing a .2 rating on their opening CW telecast uh, was uh, after – Telling us what a big deal their TV uh, TV deal was going to be. That was that was the hail mary uh, award of the year. Live Mayakoba was actually like that was probably one of their best events of the year too, which is funny. Like like Uline was just melting down in the trees. Charles Howell was playing great golf. It was it was wild. The cliques were probably playing pretty well. That's probably why you remember it, but. Um, the post parody award, uh, the, you know, we've kind of taken this thing too far. Like this, not even really worth acknowledging in any serious way was when Sergio Garcia said that Rory's lack of maturity ended their friendship. Um, <laughs> uh, this is the guy that has, uh, spit into cups, uh, has gotten disqualified from events in Saudi Arabia for, uh, for scuffing five greens and also saying one quote that uh, was so outrageous that uh, I can't even repeat what he said about the bunkers uh, in Saudi Arabia. The same guy that uh, took his shoe off and threw it that one time. Remember when he got mad that he slipped? Uh, so that he, that he's the one that said. Shout out to W. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that making me miss Sergio. <laughs> Uh, he's the one that said Rory's lack of maturity ended their friendship. So, um, yeah, we're, we're beyond parody at this point. Uh, can't believe this hasn't come up yet. Glowing brain idea of the year. Do you know what this one is going to be? The flash mob. Uh, no, Peter Costa's face mm. collapse. Uh, <laughs> he said, I know this sounds simplistic, but just require drivers in three woods to quote face collapse or have a breakable part that breaks and becomes non-conforming when the club head hits the ball uh, at more than just pick a number 125 miles an hour. No bifurcation, just a cap on maximum club head speed. God, that's such a sick idea. I like. I have not stopped thinking about face collapse. <laughs> <laughs> I think DJ and I talk about it at least once a week. It's uh, my favorite. The quote, you do not have to do this award, uh, was during Africa's major. This one goes to uh, Gary Player as he was raving about Annika becoming a winner, uh, a member at Augusta, uh, but scoffed at the idea that an on, the Anwa is a good thing. Uh, when the uh, announcer said, oh, you know, all the great things that, uh, Augusta National is doing with the women's amateur, he said, I don't, I don't agree with you on that. All you had to do was nod along and say, sure, and he just had to pick a fight. Uh, you did not have to do that. You absolutely did not have to do that. So, 
And then my last one. Sorry, I've got a lot of them, but um, the winner, authentic content of the year. Um, I'm just going to start reading reading the quote of this and see if you can recognize where it's from. But I uh, said, I was visiting with my children last night, and I must say my heart is warmed. I listened as they reminisce with smiles and longing about the recent at Live Golf League tournament held at the Greenbrier. And it's just very it's telling public. of what this league does. As a family, we're able to hashtag make memories together. One, hashtag family-friendly events scheduled throughout provides games, community involvement, concerts, and entertainment for all. Two, I don't know a single player in this league who doesn't love the even playing field of the hashtag shotgun start. Three, hashtag festivities are high energy, comma, fun, exclamation part. This (laughs) This should also apply to hashtag best golf fans at Live Golf Nation. Number four, hashtag location, location, location. These worldwide tournaments are held at some of the most prestigious and challenging courses around the globe. Number five, hashtag teams. The team aspect is one of my favorite parts. We've got camaraderie and competition in the same tournament. Let's go at Four Aces Golf Club. Number six, hashtag best broadcast. I can't say enough great things about, I continually hear about the broadcast, the presentation, the scoreboard, and the app. It's so easy to watch and follow along. Uh, that oh. was posted to Instagram by one at P Reed Golf, uh, and that is the authentic oh. content of the year. Uh, and we thank him for that. Which honestly, oh, yeah. I will say, I'll give it to him. I think I would take Dom Boulay and Sue and uh, what's his name? Uh, Jerry Folds. Foltsy, you know, above some of the people that NBC's trotting out these days. Also, got to TC. You got to give him some ups on the app too. <laughs> that's, that's where we were going. That's why everybody left for live. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, TC, you want to bring us home? I would love to. I would love to. I didn't send over like the the, the name of the award because that's in my head. Mm. So I just sent over the picture. Plans are in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sarge, you, uh, feel free to throw that first picture up there. Here we go. Uh, this is the um, the best use of a of a glove as a prop award, or you know, to to proclaim your innocence in honor of my uncle Juice. I was going to say uh, it's only a matter of time before we we're, were get there. Uh, this was so outrageous. The whole Brooks signaling five thing, like like because it was so obvious at the time, but then looking back, thinking like how trivial and stupid that seems but at the time it was like no that's clearly what he was doing so i don't know this was at the masters what was that whole was this, this on was 15 15 this was 15 yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, so, he signaled five with his hand to tell gary woodland that he hit a five iron on that shot which is against the rules of golf but it's not against the dj pie subjective i can apply the rules whenever i want to rules and he, exactly. did, he did not think this elevated to needing to be penalized despite providing advice to another player yeah, and just like the whole Look, Masters just felt kind of uh, like the twilight zone between the trees. Mickelson finished second. I don't think like we could we could devote right. an entire podcast to that and still not give it enough juice because I think it's just so outrageous and especially how he came into the week not talking to the media. Not talking to anyone at the champion's yeah, dinner. Sitting at the champion's <laughs> dinner silently. <laughs> and then, <laughs> the whole thing was just, it was like so Jeff. weird. You were talking yeah. about the plans being in someone's head. <laughs> uh, Solly had a tweet. I, I remember it was in the normal sport too, but imagine Rom finishing T2 at the 2047 Masters. <laughs> that was equivalent to to what Phil did. 
Yeah, and then, you know he's all he's probably all hopped up on a Zempic. <laughs> Looks like a fucking skeleton. Rom also four putted the first hole before he went to went on a win, which I had forgotten about. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, that was that was my first one. Big tax. <laughs> yeah, that, there's the associated picture. There's our Uncle Juice, of course. <laughs> TC, I don't know what order you, you want me to go. <laughs> so, no, I'm just you reacting. Gotta, you got to let over, me know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. This is the uh, I wish I wasn't wearing this fucking shirt award. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything else to say. It's just you wore, Vic wore some really bad shirts. For the podcast oh, listeners, yeah. it's Victor Hovland at the Masters. This is the Masters. And uh, yeah. you're comparing it yeah. to a pizza, it looks like, in the image. Uh, uh, beef carpaccio. I can't see it. My, my screen is up very small. Sorry. Uh, this was just best, you know, best artwork of the year. The When the, the Live Golf Orlando. Thing came out was just some of the some of the artwork that they were coming out with some of the original artwork danny lee's swinging it left-handed homage to tc yeah, yeah. <laughs> lake eola getting a there's lot a, of birds yeah, there's a photo. dolphin there's dolphins <laughs> in the lake it's great so next up uh this is this is my my tool man of the year uh home improvement you know kind of diy of the year obviously patrick cantley you got to Gotta take your hat off to him. Any thoughts? Uh, any thoughts of Jay Day joining the squad? Did you see that he's got a Dewalt logo on his hat now? Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting that you know the the um, the brand that their tagline is guaranteed tough. Signed <laughs> Jason Day. <laughs> so true, DC. So true, DC. The Dewalt Malbon combo. No one's doing that. <laughs> no one is doing that. You got to give him some credit there. Absolutely. Next up uh shared prosperity i just want to i want to shout out this is this to me represents the mules this year the, the mules are just looking for shared prosperity <laughs> uh I, I don't know if you guys saw it today mackenzie hughes was 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 chirping again saying that he thought it was bullshit that only you know 20 guys were in the delaware meeting that he you know he thought it should have been 100 or 120 guys and that you know all the mules should have been invited too would recommend people reading that whole piece because there's a lot of a lot of anti, like just a lot of good sentiment in there as well. A lot of yeah, like yeah. longer form thoughts. Oh, totally. Solved. Oh, like there's some good stuff, but also there's you know there's some bad some bad mule takes in there as well. So, um, and again, I just I hope that we get more Grupo Salinas with the Vidanta Mexico Open in coming years. That's been you know kind of a highlight for me the last last few years even though they've ceased their sponsorship of the wgc so god is that gonna be the tournament we miss the most going forward like looking back on like the the good times like, i don't think we knew WGC how good we had it man it was so, god, it was wow. so fun of course it was, it was the awesome best. yeah yeah like that's the thing like if Liv wants to do yeah and then i just wanted to throw this one in here this is our buddy anthony uh, <laughs> hanging out with uh is that herb Saw Urban Meyer at the airport, and uh, that's just—I just wanted to shout that one out. I think that was at the PGA show. It looks like, or yeah, it was at the PGA show. Which I don't know why and, Herb was uh, at the PGA show, but that would have been reason well, enough. Why is Herb anywhere? I think I think Herb was there with the Veterans Golf Association. Ah, you might be Cody's right. guys, which I hate. So. DC hates the troops. Hates the troops. Hates <laughs> America. You're here to hear first. Hates. I hate Canada. I hate Canada, not America. Uh, yeah. Anyway, and then you know, just there's some, there's some stuff going around at Kapalua. Uh, everybody's saying Rom skipped Kapalua this year. He's actually, I 
by all accounts, he's actually there. He's staying at Kapalua this week this, and last this week. From a couple angles, too, which if true, and I don't know if we have a like confirmation. I don't know if anybody's seen him there yet. You get a picture. I, I, I've not gotten a picture. I've talked to, I've gotten several eyewitness accounts. He's got 45 it, sources that have said he's there. If that's true, that's like one of the more sociopathic, uh, <laughs> like examples of behavior in, in, get in this our trip time. booked. We're gonna not use it. I think you just maybe you just eat the trip in, in return for the what $600 million. Yeah, I think you deposit maybe, back. Yeah, I just think maybe you eat this one. Chalk that up as maybe cost of doing business. Staying over at the Montage uh, residences. This guy just that's can't wild. help but double dip. Is that it? Yeah. Well, it's just funny too. The other, the other funny thing. I'm not going to name the player, but by like by all accounts, uh, this guy's wife left him this this left him with the kids. Uh, he packed up with the kids, left. He came home from a Vegas trip, and the only thing left in the house was four forks. <laughs> One of the live guys, and you know, and I feel so bad for him because these guys went to live because they wanted to spend more time with their families. That's tough. So. Mm. Hated that. Um, anyway, that that wasn't a superlative. That was just stuff I had in my notes. <laughs> that's from the heart. <laughs> uh, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Titleist. Uh, shout out to Brandel there, of course, and the new Vokey SM10 wedges, uh, which launch on tour this week in Maui. You may have seen some images flowing around on that. Ludwig Aberg, Max Homa, Jordan Speed, Tom Kem, many others are already putting fresh SM10s in play. Uh, this week, we uh, we can't give away all the details yet, but we recently got fit uh, for some SM10s at TPI. We are excited to put them uh, in the bags, put them in play. Uh, it is really, really, really important to do a wedge fitting. I actually got to do a podcast, which yes. will be up on Titleist uh, channels at some point with a bunch of really, really well-qualified uh, fitters of all kinds talking about all the things that go into wedge fit, all the things you don't think about, uh, which like, yeah, if you're just like going to a, a superstore of some kind and just like guessing what grind and bounce you want, I, what are the, like truly there's 25 different combinations, whatever there are of Titleist wedges between lofts and grinds and bounces and all that. The chances of you picking the right one for you are so infinitesimally small. Uh, I would consider myself a golf nut and I would just randomly pick like, oh, Z sounds like a cool thing and I uh, have no idea why my chipping would go to hell. Getting fit is really, really important. We've learned a ton about uh, playing the right grinds and all that stuff and we'll have some content uh, as it relates to that as well. Head to Vokey.com to learn more about wedge fittings and all of Vokey's tour-proven grinds and stay tuned to Titleist social channels for all SM10 news and updates. All right, yeah, time Bob. Bob Vokey laid his hands on me. Yeah. I'm a different person. I got, I got the shanks in front of Bob Vokey, which was a pretty cool feeling. Uh, turned around, he's just kind of sitting there watching me with his arms crossed. Like, what's going Oof. on, man? Like, I don't know. You tell me what's going on. In two seconds, had it had me fixed and chipping my face off again. It's great. Which, yeah, I will say Bob Vokey, Canadian. So that's a that's a credit. To Glorious Canada, and free. Right <laughs> um, all right. Did so, you guys know that's in their national anthem? We are going to do uh, predictions for 2024. I ask everyone to prepare Oof. three predictions for 2024. But first, we, of course, have to revisit the 2023 predictions. I asked you guys not to look back on what you said. Randy was not on the prediction pod last year. Uh, we'll be subbing in Neil's picks for him there. How do you think you guys did on your predictions last year, TC and Deej? Deej is nodding his head no. Don't even remember what they were. Can't. I can't don't remember do what they were, but I, I imagine I probably did pretty well. Okay, I bet, I bet think you... I bet you do imagine that. Uh, I think Neil did terribly for the record. Let's let's start I don't with know Neil. If we're read his. He wants he he's good. He gets a lot of credit for one of them. He 
uh, kicked things off by saying Rory was going to win the Masters, uh, which DJ and TC emphatically rode for and also put in their predictions while also pressuring me to try to include it and not uh, I did not fall into that trap. So I want to read that into the record. Cool. Uh, Neil had Cam Smith to win the U.S. Open and the Open Championship, to which TC so said, cool. hell yeah. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> He said that Cam is going to be the joker to the PGA Tour, and he alone is going to be the one that keeps the live guys relevant. None of the other live guys are going to do anything. Um, I don't think I'm going to get credit for this, but I think I pushed back hard on that and said that is not going to happen. Cam's EJ, I think I rode with you on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only this uh, was evident somewhere and available to listen to. Anyways, uh, Cam did get a stolen Valor top five at the U.S. Open, but he was T33 at the Open Championship. Uh, and he fell way off the pace that he had set in 21 and 22. It was almost a full shot worse uh, per round in 2023. So I don't think I would consider him to be the joker. Uh, but Neil also uh, said Ludwig Aberg, who was playing college golf at the time, Ludwig is going to uh, win a PGA Tour event in 2024. And of course, Ludwig did win the uh, RSM Classic, the final event of the year. So uh, Neil's going to probably ride that prediction for about seven to eight years, I'd say. When he, when he knows, he knows, man. He does. So we do have to give him credit for that. He got one correct. And he Ludwig also wants me to, to change the pronunciation. Yes, it, it's it's Aubert, please. Uh, put a little respect on Neil. and, and The American Ludwig. pronunciation is Aberg, and Ludwig has said so himself. So I'm going to stick with that because I choke Ooh, every time. Freedom from bitch. <laughs> Love it or leave it. <laughs> Uh, next up, DJ Pie said Rory was going to win the Masters. He also said this was so close. This was this other one was so close. No top fifty players join Live in twenty twenty three. So close, almost so made it close. to the end. I think Thomas Peters was that last year. I think Peters uh, did in February, if I remember right. So that maybe did, that wasn't as close. I think as I was thought. operating off of my fiscal year. Okay, so I think I think <laughs> I actually. Sense got that one because rom was outside he was into 24 already right but i think peters would have been uh he no, was he 35th count. in the world okay so, he doesn't count uh he, you did qualify only exception being mido because you were unaware at the time if he had gone officially or not which he of course did uh he predicted the live is going to have zero juice that a bad tv deal is worse for the product than what they have at youtube i would put a big check mark next to that one yeah um Tour is going to have temporary juice on the netflix stuff uh live guys are going to look vapid and stupid in it I would say that's 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 mostly correct there. Um, last Which one in that major is tough for that one, but yeah, I would also. I mean, he looked pretty. I don't know if vapid and stupid was how I would classify yeah. it, but uh, he, I he thought the birthday boy different. looked pretty vapid and stupid. But yeah, oh, for sure. Um, he also predicted Liv signs somebody outside of pro golf, which I. <laughs> that was a sick take. That if it would have got, if that would have come true, that would have been awesome. <laughs> you know, Just missed on that one, yeah. Like that. I was confused yeah, like with that one at the time. Yeah. John Smoltz. Yeah, exactly. Don't rule it out yet. TC, of course, said Rory to win the Masters. Um, he said Tommy wins at LACC, um, which was he, not... I mean, he shot 63 right. in the final round. But, uh, forget that. Uh, yeah. You did have a correct prediction about LACC, which was that uh, some, you were asked if you will apologize if he doesn't win, and you said no immediately. And that, is, <laughs> that was a correct <laughs> prediction. <laughs> I mean, again, he shot 63 in the final round. And then uh, 
then I think TC lost track of what the game was or like what what <laughs> what predictions what it means like make predictions here because he predicted that he won't like the new 17th hole at Hoylake, uh, which seems like something he's in a lot of control of <laughs> himself. So I don't know if you could really quite predict that the hole was already built. Uh, Did you like it? I thought it was kind of sweet. Eh, I don't think it really fit. I thought it was a little gimmicky. See there. Did you see prediction. Tommy play it on Sunday? I, I did. <laughs> I thought you were in the clubhouse. <laughs> oh, I saw him play. I saw him play it, and then I went to. The oh, clubhouse. you weren't out there. I th- I thought you had. Okay, that was so mind. bleak. He uh he 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 predicts that he's looking forward to the heritage, um which I, I, <laughs> I think we can't, we can't confirm another win there. Uh, he predicts that the Byron Nelson will continue Oops. to be a disgrace, uh, and that filling fields in the back half of the year will be bleak. Uh, which yeah, I think that was a, a, a virtual guarantee. You rocked him, TC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I predicted Ludwig would, you know, be you, the that guy. was not in your predictions. He was on the pod. Well, that was that was that was just okay. ex, you know. Okay. Didn't need to be. Didn't need to be said. My <laughs> predictions again. You guys tried to pressure me into Rory uh, for the Masters. And I refused the crown. Um, I did predict a live player to win a major, um, which was correct. Uh, in that Brooks Kepka. I named a bunch of live guys. Did not name Kepka, but that's that's still. Mm. I uh, I said a live player is going to win the major. Dub. I said Sahith is going to win a PGA Tour event. That is indeed a dub. Did I go three for three? I said emphatically that the U.S. gets it done in Rome and ends the mm. streak, which that uh, just barely Thanks, missed. ZJ. So I went dead. <laughs> Thank you, ZJ. Went two for three. So, uh, Randy ZJ Bond- didn't, even, didn't even get a superlative. That's how irrelevant that job God, was. Even, there weren't any Ryder Cup superlatives with anything that <laughs> went know. on. Um, Randy, we're going to have you kick it off. Your, your predictions for okay. 2024. Uh, what do you got? I have three of them. Uh, I, I'm correct. I'm doing all three. Correct. Okay. Uh, in in no particular order, we're gonna start. You guys, listen. He is my boy. You guys pin him as my boy. Yeah, we might I be a lot of we times might be fishing, Randy. We we try to you know that's that's pejoratively speaking. But 2024, God damn it, is the year. Colin Morikawa. Wow, is my boy, and I think he wins PGA Tour Player of the Year. Wow. Okay. I think exciting. he's. He's got a monster resume thus far in his career. You know, diving a little deeper. Of course, he's got six wins, two majors. You know, he he top fives at a twenty percent clip on on the PGA Tour, which I don't know seems pretty good. Um, the putting is the big question mark. I think something he's going to figure out the putting this year. It's going to unleash a monster twenty twenty four. And I think he's your PGA Tour Player of the Year. Can I pause you for one second, Randy, just to put Anthony's comment back up in terms of commitment to the bit? He's got Ryan Armour as his YouTube image. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Anthony uh, on that one because that's fantastic. Next Anthony up, you're getting a lot of burn in this podcast. All right, next prediction. Uh, you know, in the superlatives, I, I mentioned we're taking Jordan Spieth to hospice. Guys, I think I think we're going to have a seance this year. I think Rory McIlroy does not go a full decade without winning a major. I got him winning the PGA Championship in Kentucky at Valhalla this year. Wow. We are going to raise him from the dead. Is it a real major? I think it's a real major. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think, think it's a very major. proper tournament. We'll see who wins. We'll see who wins. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, Blocky's going to get so much oxygen there. <laughs> Did Blocky set the course record there? Yeah. Didn't he? A new Probably. course record, I think. Yeah. Okay, I mean, it could have been a false flag. 
All right. Last but not least, my third prediction. Um, I'm good. This is kind of being the in the vein that that Neil was Neil was in last year. I I got a chance to see Gordon Sargent at the Walker Club at the excuse me at the Walker Cup last year up close and personal. I was very impressed. Not only with his golf game, I think he's got a good demeanor. I think he's got the type of personality he should do well upon beginning his PGA Tour career, which he will do at the conclusion of the spring golf season. I have him winning somewhere in the Midwest Great Lakes this summer, be that the Rocket Mortgage, the John Deere, the 3M, a tournament of that nature. I have Gordon Sargent Mm. winning on tour. Hey, real quick, are we positive that he's going pro after this spring? Yeah. We are? I think so. I mean, I I believe so, right? Why wouldn't he? He's, I think yeah. there's there's rumors that he's going to stay in school for another year. Hmm. Who could say? That's so true. Many many are saying it. What if he does turn pro? It's an asterisk. Yeah, he sh- and he should factor that into his decision. I think. <laughs> uh big. That's good stuff. I, Solly, I I might jump at the chance to go next just because we got a lot of similarities there, my man. Okay. I don't know if I had quite the specificity that you did, but I had uh, Colin Morikawa wins the U.S. Open, which I think tracks with what mm. you're saying. Pinehurst feels like yeah. a great fit. Uh, I think he's quietly like playing really good golf, and or at least kind of was towards the tail end of last year. Uh, I'm excited to see what what lies in store for him. I also think he's just getting a little more interesting. The more the more kind of like, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say bitchy, but some sort of word that's kind of like bitchy <laughs> he seems to get, uh, I think the more interesting he gets. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I think he was kind of the bell of the ball for a couple of years there. And then the Netflix olive pants thing seems to be following him around. And he just kind of seems a little, it just seems like his fuse is a little short. Uh, and so I think that is very interesting to watch. But I'm excited for him to play some good golf. Randy, I'm, I'm with you there. I also had the Rory major drought ends. I didn't pick a, uh, I didn't pick a, I don't know. We'll say the masters, I guess. I just, if you're looking for some specificity, but I, I think he gets it done at one of one of the four this year. Uh, and then the last one, this is not bold, but it was for whatever reason, tough, tough to make predictions this year. I think we see Cam Young back in the top 10 in the world uh, at the end of this season. I think last year was an aberration and he's going to be, he's going to be back. Love Hell it. Yeah, brother. TC. DJ, I can't wait to ride with you this year. You and me, baby. Hell yeah. What do you uh, got, TC? All right. I think Sahith Thagala fully, fully arrives. He's currently 32nd in the world in the crooked OWGR. Uh, I think I think Sahith wins the U.S. Open this year at Pinehurst. I think it's a great golf course for him uh, as far as driving, you know, just kind of a little bit of a wayward driver, but great iron player um and you know just crispy and all that so sahith first and foremost uh i think you know ludwig might finish second top five for ludwig at, at pinehurst for sure uh next up i think victor hovland lifts and separates as the best player in the world like and it's not even close like i think he's i think he's in the verge of taking it to two levels above where he is right now and, and leaving everybody else in the dust, Scotty included. Wow. I, I wanted every, like, 
I, I don't know. I wanted every bone in my body to to be like, oh, the Scotty run, like that just feels like a lot of other players and they don't last forever. They don't usually you get that hot for a couple years and whatever. It just seems like what he's doing is wildly sustainable for whatever reason to me. So I, I watch this space. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but if that happens, it would be very exciting, TC. Uh Tommy Fleetwood does not win a major. Oh, reverse. <laughs> we're reverse going for a reverse. Yeah, we tried everything. Yeah. You yeah. can't take a minus odds pick in in your in your bold predictions for the year. I uh, didn't say this I was a like bold I'll, prediction. I'm just saying it. Uh, it's not a bold prediction, Solly. <laughs> <laughs> if we've learned anything, uh, I think the pro finishes top three in a major. I think he's going to continue his upward trajectory there uh, towards a towards a win in 2025. Um, I think the Houston Open in the spring is going to absolutely slap. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Any reactions? <laughs> You're going past your three predictions here. I mean, we're just, we're just and then we're, lastly, I think assignment three. <laughs> I think Lynn Grant. I'm reheating this from a few years ago. Lynn Grant gets to number one in the world. Hmm. Okay. I love it. Um, my predictions are relatively simple. I'm going to follow you in the Victor Hovland train and say that he is going to win a major championship this year, but I'm not following you that he's going to lift and separate from Scotty because Scotty is going to win four times, including a major and have positive strokes gain putting in 2024. So I think, uh, I think we bottomed out on the putting. I, uh, complex one. I like it. Yeah. It's a lot. Of, that's a lot of predictions wrapped up it's in one parlay. Yeah. It's a big same game parlay. Um, and then lastly, a deal is struck with uh, the PJ Tour, PIF, DP World Tour. Live exists, but not in the way we know it now. Uh, I don't know exactly what it will look like, but I don't think it's going to be like concurrent uh, worlds of now there's PJ Tour golf and live golf still going on at the same time. Uh, the golf world comes together with a global tour. I had faith that this would happen by 2025, but the, the delay in the negotiations to not be done, uh, you know, I would guess they want to be done before the players. But I would be surprised if they turned around a global schedule in 2025. But I think as early as, at no later than 2026, I think the, the entire golf world is going to look very, very, very different. Uh, and it's going to start to start to come back around. Uh, Scotty, playing together. Scotty playing great golf. Live in the PGA Tour coming together. He's, he's on me for... For, this was you know, specific. He went odds. four times and a major. Are you kidding yeah, I me? Think that's pretty specific. You yeah. said Tommy Fleetwood won't win a major, which is a, a truly minus. I, I got like seven predictions is, though too. Solid yeah. is also pretty measurable. I don't know how we're going to measure the Houston Open slapping. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a question you got to ask yourself. It's like porn. You know when you see it, does it slap? Uh, so that's it. That is our predictions for the uh, the 2024 year. So should we maybe talk we about the century this week? Can we set an over under on what's the over under on Jay Monahan's tendered oh. resignation date wise? I mean, if he makes it to the end of the the if if he's the commissioner at the conclusion of the tour championship, I I will be completely aghast and shocked. I, I have say if he's the commissioner at the end of the Masters, I'll be aghast and shocked. I have a feeling it'll probably be this. I don't know how you measure this, but my prediction is going to be like getting the deal signed 
and then it's going to be like, man, I just, I, um, that's it for me. Like it it makes more sense for someone else to take the reins from here. Uh, now that the hard, the hard work is done. So I don't know. I got to go spend time with my family. Yeah. And I bet they're going to try to make that like players or something like that. Like, you know, I could even see like tour championship. I I, I think think that that far. I just don't know who else is like, like, I think someone else might swoop in like behind the scenes to actually be like running stuff, but I don't know who else is. I don't know how you like transition leadership at the same time. You're trying to like bring all this shit together. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I, str- I still just like struggle to picture like it's like his deal, right. That's coming together. And so if the deal gets done, then he's out. That combo doesn't seem to make sense to me. Like it's a deal where he's out before a deal gets done. And somebody else is like seeing it through to finalization makes more sense to me. Then like, oh, once the deal is done, unless he's like, he wants to walk away after that, which it sounds like if, if the deal looks anything like what they agreed to on Jan, on June 6th, I slip with Jan 6th, uh, he would have he'd be heavily incentivized to never leave that position. He becomes like the czar of golf, basically, beyond right. just the PGA Tour. And does he want to walk away from that? Or is it kind of like a forced out? You, I think you, it's, a, oh, yeah. it's for sure a forced out thing. Uh, yeah, I got to think the yeah. new partners will... I don't, yeah, I don't think it gets painted as that, but I think it definitely is. I mean, like I the top players at the tour, the mules, like everybody's against him. It's crazy. Do we want to do any predictions, any odds on next commissioner? That would be a that'd be a baller prediction oh. to get right. I mean, like the only name that comes to mind is Colin Neville, the the, the guy that's been representing the players, uh, you know, in, in the negotiations or and been involved in some way. I don't I don't know much of the details behind it, but. That's that's the only name that I can think of that's like outside the box. I feel like if he wanted to do it, he would already be commissioner, in my opinion. Just I got one for you. Yeah. Mike Wong. Condole- Dr. Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> I can see that. Is he taking the Browns job, though? What about just Jason it? Gore and then, you know, as a face guy, and then you have a, you know, a coalition of willing behind the scenes? Man. I mean, Juan would be Juan would be a, a good one. I could see that, like getting the rollback stuff kind of like off and running, and spending the last couple of years working on that process, and then okay, now what's what's next? What about Dick Cheney? <laughs> Is he alive? Maybe <laughs> alive or dead, Gabe? Dead or alive? Yeah. Uh, all right, a couple other questions I've got for you guys. Who do you, are are you buying or selling Justin Thomas? I'd buy at the current price. Like yeah. I think the price is pretty low, right? I mean, like granted, I bought Bitcoin all the way down to 16k and it's up at 45, right, Randy? So uh yeah, if you're looking at <laughs> if you're looking at the actual price, uh I think that's a, a buy opportunity. But like am I like am I pushing a lot of chips in on that? I'm not. I think the fall was pretty damn hard and we need to see like some very tangible improvements. Uh and I don't know. I, that stuff we've seen with Speeth and we've seen with others, like when it goes, it doesn't necessarily come back quickly and easily and uh, i'm very curious how that's going to play out though there's there's a lot of uh reckoning with my own age and mortality going on with uh, some of these players getting older i think randy that's why your death watch on spieth was a really mm-hmm. good one because i think in my mind he's still like 22 and like has the whole uh his whole career in front of him like oh yeah right it's, it's almost been like been what nine years since that like breakout season like it's probably not exactly the same guy (laughs) might need to adjust my uh adjust my perspective a little bit i feel that way with jt where it's like my snap instance is like oh for sure it's gonna come all the way back he's gonna be a top five player in the world 
And I'm like, ah, you know, careers don't really go that way. Um, so I'm with you, Sully. I mean, I think it's it's a bounce back, but I don't think he's yeah, he's I don't know, classic hedge. Like, would it shock you if he goes and wins two majors? Like, no. But that would shock me if he wins two majors this year, for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, he's still like just feels like one of the best players in the world. So I guess that's where I come from. It's not like blocky going and winning two majors, is what I'm saying. Or it's not like you know, Brian Harmon coming in and dominating a major i don't think it would shock me in that way it would shock me like compared to scotty or hovland or whatever so i, I don't know it's a long way of saying I, i'm i'm with you Sally. buying buying at the current price yeah you uh, tc i'm buying i think he's uh i think he's primed for a big year personally um i, I think speeth is make, gonna make strides and be a little bit back too i hope he was so banged up last year uh Unfortunately, I think I'm buying on Cantlay too. Me too. I was almost that was kind of first man out on the predictions was maybe Cantlay getting one. I was going to ask: Is does that mean Cantlay winning a major or what? Is because it seems like there's not much room for Cantlay to kind of grow without that major victory. Yeah, or something of consequence, right? Like yeah. maybe the players or something like that. Um, yeah, and then I, and then I was I was going to ask you guys like. Kind of one one super up and comer that you think is going to burst on the scene, and then somebody that's been on tour for a few years that that makes a leap. Hmm. Love a little time to prep for this, TC. You're just just reaching back and <laughs> oh, throwing. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. That's you got to react to it. Well, why don't you start? You can. Yeah, the sure. I think Nick Hardy, uh, for the guy that's been on tour for a few years, I think Nick Hardy's going to make make a leap, and then. Uh, I think Chris Goderup's going to have a big year. I think he might win at least once, if not twice. I like that. I know I'm holding. I'm holding all that Taylor Montgomery stock. TC convinced <laughs> you and I, I both were underwater. We're kind of under under <laughs> out over our skis on that one. So I, I hope it's that one for my portfolio. Uh, would I would love for him to uh, him to have a big year. Rookies, I I struggle. I'm going to need to take a deep dive. I think that was kind of a plan for for this week and next week is really diving in on who some of the up and comers are that we'll we'll see at Sony next week. So I don't have a great answer for you there. I don't know what category this would fit in. Like, Probably neither of these. Cootie, one of the Cootie brothers, maybe. Yeah, the uh, no category this fits in. But we've I've done a long long podcast here without mentioning Will Zalatoris and like nobody's really talking about Zalatoris coming into this. Um, Curious to see what kind of changes he's made in his golf game since the back injury and the, and the surgeries and all that. But it just feels like uh, people maybe have forgotten a little bit about how good he was, especially in like the big events. Like when golf got harder and when everyone wanted to play the best, he rose to it. And uh, I just feel like that, that Garner mentioned at some point in this. In this I'm long Zalatoris. I'm short on him this year. If that makes sense. I think it's like a 25 play. I throw in Vincent expect- Norman as well as just a an absolute flusher that I think could could do a lot of damage at the, like the mule level uh, on the PGA Tour this year. That's not that's not a shot. Like I just I don't think he's like world elite player. I don't think he's like on a Hovland track, but I think he's like a lot better than you know like the I don't know like I got him to take a shot at somebody. A lot better than like the Taylor Montgomery uh, level player. You got to do that, man. <laughs> he can be like Hoygaard adjacent. You're saying. I think Hoygaard's got a pretty high ceiling. Um, I don't know. Just, just How, throwing out. Can we get to the century? This allegedly is a, a, a sure. century happy hour here. Um, 
59 players in the field this week. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, of course, I think he's the favorite. I actually didn't even look at this. I assumed he was the favorite. Him, Hov- I assume it goes him, Hovland. The, the reason I bring this up is the third name on the list is Ludwig Aberg. He's the third favorite. Uh, again, I would remind people he has not played in a major championship yet. Uh, and has risen to uh, the third favorite of the first tournament of the year, which was formerly uh, the Tournament of Champions. I don't know where I saw this because now he's like the seventh favorite on there. But it goes Scheffler, Hovland, Cantlay, Morikawa, Xander, Max, and Ludwig, uh, with Xander, Max, and Ludwig all tied at 14-1. to 1. So he's fallen a little bit since I put this agenda together. But, man, a lot of respect coming on Mr. Uh, Mr. Ludwig already. That's wild, as it should be. Um, is it weird? Is it weird? This tournament has this tournament been diluted by the fact that it's not just champions playing in this event and that it's, it, it this doesn't, this hasn't felt elevated so far to this point. And the turn, like the PJ tour season kicks off tomorrow. And I feel like I, the, the level of apathy amongst people, maybe myself included in this is, is, is kind of surprising. This is usually a, some, a week you look forward to. I, I mean, I'll be watching it. I love watching the century at night, uh, watching Kapalua and I have a lot more respect for the course, having seen it and played it in person last year. Like it just, elevated everything about this week everyone's in a good mood and it's just always just good to watch this but this is about as dilutive excitement level as i can remember for the first golf term of the year i I thought the winner's only thing was sick i'm bummed to see that go away i know it it comes with you know you get a few more big names guys that had great seasons but didn't win uh i don't think that i don't think that outweighs like the fun uniqueness of a winner's only event i think that gave it like a great identity along with the golf course and the like the kind of year-to-year tradition of it i always really really loved i also think there's i know rory never plays this event but if we're talking like all the big names are together all it's the big kickoff of the season like there's a fucking giant rory and rom shaped hole in in my excitement here it's like dude it's hard to get excited for this feels like we tried to get all the best players and not all of them showed up is what it feels like to me i think it's you know i would say in the past like i think i think philosophically maybe it bugs me that that it's not champions only but then in the past you've got 18 guys playing well in the field and another 12 guys that are 30 shots off the lead by saturday you know saturday evening yeah, so it's like I don't I don't think it's a problem to have some more depth there. Um but yes, there are there's some there's some mule tendencies. Uh there's there's a mule drive down at the bottom of the odds sheet here. So just good cuz it's a hilly ass golf course. <laughs> well, yeah, I God, Randy. Uh, no, sorry. I was just going to say for me this tournament's always been more about prime time you know, oh my god, look at the weather in Hawaii. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to play golf yeah as i'm holed up in some cold nasty part of the country so i don't know if the field really has ever quite mattered that much as more as just oh there's golf on prime time from a really pretty sunny great weather location uh and i think that's the same for me this year last year was I, sweet. I also, last year was like there was some buzz though great. Like, yeah all the all the names except rory there the morikawa <laughs> falling apart thing rom coming hunting them down i don't know it just it just has been really 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 hard to get excited about any one single pga tour event ever since like june 6th happened because it's just like all right well what are we doing well, here now like it's just kind of ghost tournaments that's what's so tough man is like I, I don't disagree with anything you said about the agreement stuff or the world tour or whatever but it's like if i get some fucking press release that's like world tour in 2026 
the alternate headline for that is like nothing really matters for the next two years, which yeah. is what I keep saying on on the pod is like, yeah, we're just gonna come into a bunch of these like zombie events that the guy like are ninety percent the same as they always were, but like you suck that like soul out of you know at least convincing yourself that all the best players are there, and it just is. I, I don't know, man. It just feels like really hollow, other than the majors, which are gonna feel ramped up to a million. And, and they're gonna uh, feel like even better. Yeah, it's kind of weird though. Like the majors aren't. I mean, not a great major slate this year. Plus the U.S. AMs at Hazeltine. Like it's there's some tough stuff there. You know, so I think Troon's probably underrated as a tournament venue. You know, I, I think great. we've got bad bad. Piners is great. You know, residual vibes from Piners running tournament away. Course too. I know. Yeah. I know. It is. It, it is. It's just not. It's not the sexiest slate. It's hard. Like Troon is year. not a. That's. Yeah. I agree with that. Not the sexiest. Troon is not a bad golf course in any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. probably the second worst course on the Rota. Like somebody's got to be rated down there. Probably St. George is probably at the bottom, and then yeah. Troon is probably the. <laughs> I know people get mad when I say that, but like, who else are you putting down at the bottom? Right. I mean, God, that should have been. That should have been on my superlatives. Remember Trod's uh, Rota ranking. <laughs> Oh, you're just making it up on the fly. What'd you put like Carducci as last or something? That was, and no, you apologized um, before you even yeah, finished your like, list. That was, my ratings were ass. <laughs> that was so sick. That was up there with uh, the other one that gave I was going to give an honorable mention for best take of the year. Was was it Ryan Gerard you were talking about? No, one, no one's played He's better golf in the world. I mean, the hottest player in the world right now. He missed like six of the last nine cuts. <laughs> I missed the window. <laughs> That was so sick. Um, uh, do you guys want to talk about Rory's quotes today? This was uh, making making its way around on the social media. He was on the Stick to Football podcast, I believe, is what it's called. I, I was unfamiliar with that one, but uh, the one that, the main quote that made it around the most was he said, "I think at this point, I was maybe a little judgmental of the guys who went to live golf at the start, and I think it was a mistake on my part because I now realize not everyone is in my position or in Tiger Woods's position." Uh, I'm just going to read a bunch of it. He said, I, would, I wouldn't say I've lost the fight against Liv, but I've just accepted the fact that this is part of our sport now. Competition is good to help uh, improve the sport of golf overall, but the PGA Tour competing with Liv and the Saudis' money is completely unsustainable. You're never going to win a fight if you're going uh, money for money because we've seen that in other sports where no one is spending money like the Saudis. Uh, this is, of course, paraphrasing a lot of this. This was not all said consecutively, but uh, he said it's exposed some flaws in the system that hopefully golf will have a look at, and we're going to ask be uh, we're going to ask these people for so much money. We need to guarantee them what they're getting. That's part of the stuff we've been doing the last two years. Uh, obviously, referring to the uh, designated or signature event model. Uh, he said, I've come to realize that if you've got people or a sovereign wealth fund spending money in your sport, ultimately that's a good thing, but you want them to spend it in the right way and spend it on things that are important to the game. He said, I don't begrudge anyone for going and taking the money and doing something different, but don't try to burn the place down on your way out. I think that I think it's just created this division that will hopefully stop soon because I think uh, that's the best thing for golf too. Reaction to any of this? Is this news, uh, is this shocking to, any, to anyone? No, well, it feels like the next logical step in the decision tree or you know i think rory would be the first to tell you on a lot of things he's been probably emotional and and led with his heart instead of his head but i think that's also what we like about him right that's what i was gonna say is i mean i i like it feels like it strikes a balance between like admitting when he's wrong but also admitting like yeah, we couldn't have competed with the stuff that I thought we could compete with. I don't think what he's saying is like, you know what? I've gave it a hard think. 
this 54 hole model shotgun starts uh you know this is the future of golf yeah flash mobs like this is actually i thought about it and i actually love this i think what he's saying is like i've thought about it and like it's fucking inevitable yeah from a money standpoint yeah which i you know kind of appreciate him like admitting i know he didn't say that you know we lost but at least kind of admitting like yeah taking 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 an l where uh you know other people may not have I didn't listen to the whole, I haven't listened to the pod yet and I don't have time today. Um, I, I plan to do so. I think it, where I was just a little frustrated with it all is like Rory's been, again, kind of just netting out where, where this whole conversation goes to me always was like, Rory's been the biggest advocate for the fan throughout this whole process that there has been of anyone, right? He sees like the problem that exists of like treating the fan like shit and not providing a product that people are entertained by. And there was none of that sen- sentiment in anything he said. Like it just became about the finances and the unsustainability and, and all of the things that like I hate about this whole situation are like what he talked about in, in this interview. And it's not like, again, guy, people, we got to, you got to get together here and figure out what the hell golf tournaments are going to look like. And there's none of that like that. And I just don't necessarily agree with what he says. Like, yeah, if they want to, put, if a sovereign wealth fund wants to put a lot of money in thing, that's a good thing, dude. When somebody puts a lot of money in something, you got to do what they say. And I, is that a good thing? Like, I, I wait to see on that. Like, has live been a good thing? Is that an entertaining product? Do people watch it? Are people entertained by it? Unequivocally, no, so far. So, uh, like, what, what's the hope we have as golf fans that like this is going to again result in a, in a in a good positive uh, result for the entertainment business of golf? Like. I don't know. Like, I don't think he's wrong in what he's saying, but again, it's just like about the wrong stuff as it pertains to me, the golf viewer and fan. And that's the stuff that like, um, I don't know. It just is starting to like waving the white flag on that is just, is just uh, a little frustrating, I guess from where I'm sitting. Yeah. That's well said. I will say the only black mark against Rory or another black mark against Rory is that he's aligned himself with golf pass and Comcast, mm-hmm. you know, NBC universal, things of that nature. <laughs> allegedly i mean i I don't know if i don't know what golf pass is still i don't know if anyone uh yeah a lot of that seems to have just kind of gone away yeah um i kind of want to add a prediction to my list that just i think non-major ratings are just going to be apocalyptic as far as like what gets released because i just i feel like people like you you feel it in like the i know it's just all anecdotal but you feel it in like the kvv wrote the piece that was kind of like the enough is enough people are just going to stop paying attention like you see the reaction to that kind of stuff and like i think that sentiment is not very deep under the surface for a lot of people and this is something i remember going back to our cbs commercial load you're just keep middle fingering everybody uh like it's just so easy to not watch golf right i forget who we were just joking with about this but like it's so easy to not watch it is a it is a fucking miracle when somebody actually tunes in on like a thursday to saturday like sunday back nine sure that's that's a pretty undefeated like product but there's so much stuff that like is going to win out in the uh the attention economy I guess, as long as this stuff is just a burning dumpster fire. There's a lot of olds that are still going to watch it at 3 p.m. on CBS on the West Coast Swing. You know what I mean, though? That's like what's probably the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hand up, mea culpa. A lot of people in the comments are saying he did talk a lot about the stuff I was ranting about uh, in in the interview. I I, I did disclaim I have not got a chance to listen to the full interview yet, but uh, that's, that's the part where, like, 
I guess again, of course, the the live boys are 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 flying the flag of like just attaching on to like I was maybe a little judgmental of all that and not, and it, all the places it got aggregated today was kind of briefly summarizing probably what was probably a good point because Rory tends to speak pretty eloquently on all this, but like it's not it's it it is it is being painted as like waving the white flag a little bit of live golf is taking over or piff is taking over and I still like waiting to see that be the case and if it does like dude people just aren't going to care like they I'm sorry they're really not going to we still got two open spots on the cliques like, the, like I feel like live needs to get their own house in order a little bit well know? said all right you guys want to uh to wrap it with our uh annual game we usually use to kick off the preview pod uh which oh, is i am so ready for this i am you? going to compete no, no no for real i'm playing to win i am not going to compete uh i usually have the answers in front of me and i get to quiz the other guys as to who won pga tour events in the year prior going event by event uh but with cody producing the live shows this year he is going to run through the list and i have not prepared he is tapping the watch as in we're up against time is that what it is or nah or, ready to roll all thanks right. for calling me in sorry gentlemen i hope you guys studied up a little bit big no you're not allowed to study you. you're not allowed to study that's the whole thing uh, let's let's start out one year the easiest one we got you guys had an excellent little uh vacation that you called a work trip you just played golf basically in hawaii with your significant others century tournament of champions winner we'll start with mr randy uh John Rom. I was gonna say blank space, just no name was, listed. Yeah, they've, that's right. They've, they've you know wiped it. They've wiped it from history, which which they what they they've been doing that a lot lately. One it's for disgusting. one, bitches. That's right, Solly. Let's oh. go to Sony. Who won the Sony Open in Hawaii? It's Cebu Kim time. All right, Deed. Sony's awesome, by the way. Like that. Sure. That's where the golf season. I'm, you know, you, you this should is go a, to that event sometime, TC. Truly, like it, that event's so sick. It's so yeah. laid back. It's all self-contained at that one place. It's awesome. It's yeah, crazy, maybe like, this is just our generation, but like, what's your uh, couple images from Sony? I, I love that tree, the cross palm W thing. ZB Fuji, seems to like the stunt there all the time. Fujikawa, yeah. Hideki's three wood, oh, fist pumping. Yeah, Michelle Wee. Surfing. Alan B. Alan B. Yeah. <laughs> Missile alert. Yeah. God, that's so sick. All right, let's move. Uh, let's move to California. Amex. TC. Who do you got? Uh, I'm just gonna throw a dart here. Andrew Putnam. Redacted. In- incorrect. Redacted. Uh oh, Rom. Yeah. Very, who did he battle with? Good. Do you remember? Uh. Thompson Davis or Davis Thompson. Oh, right, right, there. right. Of course. Almost they, made it, left the flag. I feel like yeah. both the Davises, Davis Thompson and Davis Riley, they both need to – let's step it up a little bit, guys. Just consolidate into one person. Just be yes. one. Like, you don't need – we don't need both people, I don't think. Uh, back to Mr. Big. We're going to go down to San Diego for Farmers. Who do you Max. Max, Correct. Mr. Max. Solly. Pebble. Ooh. Jay Rose. Oh, that's you were there. Who won the pro? Yep, your boy, Traver Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> TC, the, the Phoenix opened. Knew you were going to call on me. Uh, <laughs> One of the worst things that's ever happened in the history of golf. Scotty Scheffler? Correct. <laughs> no, I don't. I have no recollection of that. Sorry, Senator. I, don't, I do not recall. Genesis DJ. All, you're giving me all the John Rom ones. A miracle. All right. A Hollywood storyline. The Honda Classic. 
Oh, this is this was outside of my purview. Um, I'll tell you who almost won. God, I could tell you who won Bay Hill. Um, it's not the question, Randy. No, Eric it's Cole, not the question. Eric Cole almost won. It was the most heartwarming story in the history of the world. I think uh, I think Denny McCarthy won. Chris Kirk. Chris Kirk is correct. Moving the uh, the calendar down to March, and instead of Bay Hill, Solly, you're looking for a layup here. I'm actually going to go Puerto Rico. <laughs> I know this. Uh, you got to give me another one because I, I didn't cheat on this, but I know this somewhat recently. Uh, it's Chad Ramey, and I, I wouldn't have normally known that. <laughs> That is incorrect. Oh, uh, TC. Oh. <laughs> no, I, no I, that, was, that was from listening oh. to the preview pod from last year. Damn it. That's what it was. Uh, he won 2022. Oh, I know. Uh, I know this one. All right, Deej, who do you got? Go oh, I know who it is. Akshay. The incorrect. It's what? Ryan Brem. It's the incorrect. Oh. Damn it. No, it was... It was uh, oh, anyone. Correct. Oh. Mr. Big. Oh. Nico. All right, we're going to go back to Solly for Bay that? Hill. Kitayama. Correct. Good we'll, job. We'll go to uh, TC for the players. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. I'm so I'm glad don't. TC has this. We don't. were there <clears throat> don't. At, at a wonderful time. Jason Day? No. <laughs> Like eight years ago. <laughs> no. <laughs> but don't forget. I, I, I remember standing there, and I don't, I don't remember who won. Okay. Uh, he won by TC. a lot. So it just ran away, away with it. Dominant. This is, is a this guy the this best is a player bit. in the world? This is a no, bit. I swear, I, I have zero recollection of this. I, I just, you probably blocked it out because it was remember such Cam. a travesty. Okay, I'll keep it moving Scotty? there. Uh, yes. yes. Correct. <laughs> oh, okay. He won Scotty. Scotty won the Varden Award, too. So. Yeah. Mm. Deej, we're into March. We got uh, Valspar. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm fucked on this game because I listened to last year's preview where we went through all these and now I'm conflating all the answers. Paul Casey wins every year. Uh, I don't know. Some questionable takes out there on the socials for this young, oh, young I lad. I remember. Oh, uh, Taylor Moore. Yep, Taylor Moore. Yes. Oh, good one. All what right, we're gonna go. At? Didn't he? Didn't he? Vacate himself at one of the events too. Was that like I think yeah. mid? I was at Memphis, summer. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, we're gonna go. I'm gonna skip Corrales because they give an exemption to mid am champ, uh, champion there, so it doesn't really count. But the WGC, WGC Dell match. Which one did Ak- well, which one did Akshay win? Yeah, did who won the Punta Cana Corrales one? Matt Wallace. Okay, Mike wow. Mike Wallace. Mike yep. Wallace. Mike Wallace. All right, last year of match play, Neil and I were down in Austin. It was no, a tremendous one. week. Uh, we're going to go with Mr. Big. I think the match play, I don't know. I, I, if I had to guess, uh, oh God, it wasn't Lucas Glover, was it? Nope. So close. He won everything else. <laughs> it seems like it. So close. <laughs> I, All I right. Get, Good. Do One I get more a guess? guess? One more guess. The match play was won by very um, good player on Bermuda grass. Of course, they overrained uh, is a southern made the, boy. Made the Ryder Cup team. Oh, of course, Sam Burns. Thank yeah. you. There okay. we go. All right, TC. We're going uh, cowboy boots in hand to the Valero Texas Open. Oh, that didn't happen uh, last year. They did not have the event. 
I just remember making fun of somebody with their cowboy boots. Was it Cage Lee again? That's no, he won Byron. Oh, and not this year, right? I, I, Corey Cody, Connors I didn't... back-to-back years. Good job, Corey yeah, Connors. All right, mm. all right, everybody. Who won the Masters? Redacted. John Rom. John Rom. <laughs> all right, RBC. We're gonna go back to Mister Big. Can we just shout him out? Or, or... Yeah. sure. Okay. Well, I think we got We got to get. We got RBC get Taylor. No, it's Patrick. Oh, oh, RBC. Sorry, I thought you said RBC Canadian Open. Yeah, it's uh, Zurich. Chase Kepka. Uh, oh, wait. Who was the. Uh, the Caitlin Xander? Was that last year? That was the previous year. Davis, Riley, and Nick Hardy. Oh. Mm. We'll go down to Mexico. Wasn't Somebody who plays uh, pretty good. Big motherfucking oh. tone. There you go. Big tone. <laughs> Wells Fargo. Wyndham. Finally Windham. burst on. There you go. AT&T Byron Nelson. Cagely. Incorrect. Aaron Wise. First time he won in a long time. Jason uh, Day. Jason Day. Correct. Yep. PJ Championship. Blocky. Brooks. Redacted. <laughs> All of yes. us. All Charles Schwab, Burns, no, no, stupid. Uh, to say that. God. Very talented okay. player from South America. It's Ken Clearwater, Emiliano Grillo, level, right. very good. That was a great Finally final round. That was a good finish. Yeah. Uh, the Memorial. Coplin. Correct. RBC mm. Canadian Open. Glorious and Taylor. In time there you go. U.S. Open. The game of golf one. Wyndham. Wyndham. Travelers. Ooh. Uh, Keegan. Correct. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's a great Rocket one. Mortgage Classic. Rick Tater. There you go, buddy. All right, we're going to step. Uh, this is okay. our best performance in a long time. Seriously. I think Rick Tater might win a major this year. I think he might win a pinehurst. <laughs> Add it to the list. John Deere Classic. Oh, I know this. Uh, Sepp Straka. Nice. Oh, great pull. Scottish Open. Rory. Rib. Rory. Rib. The Open. Brian Harmon. Brian Harmony. Of course, let's go up to the Twin Cities for the 3M Open. Probably Big Tone. Wrong year. Um, uh, 3M was... Uh, Richie Warensky. Ooh, no. Oh, great. You skipped Lee, Reno too. Lee by the way. Hodges was Lee I, I wouldn't have got that in 100 guesses. 100 guesses at least. You skipped Reno. Why you got to do that? Uh, okay, who would you like to pick for Reno? Akshay. Akshay. Yeah. There you go. Uh okay. Uh do you want me to go in order or do you want me to go uh back to whatever events you, you choose TC cuz the Wyndham <laughs> Championship is next. <laughs> Well, you skip. You skip. I'm just saying you skipped the Barracuda. So Barbersol and uh, well, yeah. tried to skip John Deere, but Barbersol is the only one in there that I skipped. And then that's Barracuda, Vincent Norman. That's where Akshay got it. Wyndham Championship. Glover. Glover. Very good. FedEx St. Jude. Glover. Tommy Fleetwood. BMW. <laughs> Victor. Vic. Tour Championship. Vic. Vic. All right. That kind of rocked us, him, guys. Uh, well done. To the end, unless you guys wanted to cover this little wraparound portion. Let's but, do it, because that might be the hardest part. 
All right, Fortnite. Saw uh, it. Very, very good. Uh, Sanderson Farms. That was Luke List. Wow, Shriners. Tom, Tom Kim. Kim. Very good. Zozo. Uh, Morikawa. Yep. Mm. The Worldwide Technology Championship first event in Cabo. Uh, Heartfelt winner. Eric Van Schwung. Very good. Mr. We touched on it earlier. The Butterfield Bermuda. Oh, my guy Camille. Camille. Very good. RSM. TC. Ludwig. Ludwig. And, of course, Aberg. the Hero World Challenge. No idea. Scotty. Let me Scotty. ask you guys, who won the Grant Thornton Invitational? Jason Day and Lydia Coe. Jason Co. Day and Lydia Coe. Oh, yes. very good. That is it. That's All our right. best performance ever. Seriously, we kind of rocked in there, guys. Almost like we do this for a living. But uh, Solly, I'm pumped about these happy hours. They're not going to be like this. No. We're doing, no. we have 16 left Please, the no. rest of the year. They're going to be between like God, 30 no. to 40 minutes, tight segments. News of the week, kind of bridging the gap between that Sunday recap pod, a Tuesday interview pod that Solly does, and we got this little placeholder that's going to go on there in golf's biggest weeks to carry us until we start live shows again on that Thursday. So I'm excited. Thanks to High Noon for jumping on board again. Thanks to Roback, Titleist, and you guys. Hope you had a very uh, good New Year so far, but I'm excited for golf in 2024. Amen. Thanks to you as well, Cody. We'll be back uh, as you mentioned, Sunday night live for the century um, for our recap of this event. We're super excited about. I think I've <laughs> talked myself into Tommy at Troon. Just can't ignore the Cody, one, one of those two hit, predictions is going to be right. That, TC. Yeah. <laughs> that is the end. Uh, yeah, Cody hit the button. Thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll see you back here live on Sunday night. Cheers. 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 Rock on.